welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, the podcast that helps you find solutions for your weight concerns that will last a lifetime. You've got this. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace a need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Welcome to episode 82 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. I am a weight loss coach for physicians and an expert in emotional binge eating. I'm also a practicing obesity medicine physician and family physician. And I help physicians go from feeling out of control with their eating to having the confidence that no matter what happens in their life, no matter how busy life gets, they're able to manage their eating and stay in control while enjoying their life. That's a big deal. Can you imagine not having weight loss or not having figure out how to stop eating junk food on your list? Like what if you actually just knew how to do that and it just wasn't a big deal anymore in your life? That's what weight loss coaching can get for you. And if you're really struggling with this, make sure you head over to the website, weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca and click on the work with me tab. You can book a free introductory session with me where it gives us a chance to sit and talk about how I could best help you. What are your personal struggles and would weight loss coaching help you with that? Head on over, click on that work with me tab and book a session. Sessions are limited. I have a very limited amount of one-on-one coaching clients that I can take. Uh, And so... If you want to check this out, I'd encourage you to go over and get a spot while there's spots available. Now, I wanted to talk about my group, Stress Eating SOS, that is currently running. Uh, I'm having so much fun in it. This is my first uh, emotional eating group that I've done where it's a group of like-minded physicians that are all dealing with emotional or stress eating. And I'm loving doing these sessions with everybody and getting that community feel. Because honestly, I think one of the biggest things when you deal with emotional eating as a physician is it can feel like you're alone. It can feel like you might be the only person that hasn't figured this out and that you should have figured it out because we're doctors. And when you actually get into a group and you realize, no, there's a lot of other physicians that are in the exact same boat. They're going through the same stuff. uh, It really helps. Um, now this group is going and we're not doing any registration for it now, but if you missed it, if you listened to the podcast where I talked about it and just missed the registration, uh, you can put yourself on a wait list. So if you go over to weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash SOS and put yourself on the wait list, uh, then I'll let you know when I'm planning the next group. I'm not sure exactly when it will be, but there will be another one. Um, so put yourself on the wait list so that you're the first to get notified once I actually have dates. All right, today we are going to talk about how self-trust influences your weight. And I think this is a really big topic. I think it's um, something that we don't talk about and probably haven't really thought about. And yet I, I think it's a really important skill uh, when you're wanting to manage your weight long term. 
And the reason why I'm doing this podcast episode today is it's a topic that's come up uh, in some of my groups recently where we've talked about that feeling of trust and some of the people who have lost really significant amounts of weight and are maintaining it now for years uh, talked about one of the big things that they find that's different is that they can trust themselves that if stuff happens they trust that they can get it back get back on track whereas interestingly other people um, that I work with don't have that and they and they worry if they get off track that they might not be able to get it back on track and that made me start to think about um, doing an episode talking about that concept of trust uh, because I think it really does matter Um, so let's talk about this. Let's talk about what things do you trust yourself to do? What things in your life, you just, you don't question whether or not you'll be able to follow through on it. Because there are a lot of things that you trust yourself to do. Uh, so when I was brainstorming, this would be like going to work, like you trust yourself to go to work. And within that, within work, we trust ourselves to do a lot of stuff. Um, You know, there may be things that we feel nervous about, that there's some element of being uncertain. But as a physician, we do just have to trust ourselves that we will be able to do certain things, depending on what specialty you're in. Uh, There might be certain procedures you trust yourself to do. Like, I trust myself to deliver babies. I've delivered quite a few in my career. And so I trust that you know, even though every delivery doesn't go straight forward, sometimes things happen that I actually haven't seen before. I uh, I trust that I have the skills to problem solve it, or I'll know who to call to help. Um, and so, you know, I have a lot of trust for myself. I didn't always have that trust. Like I was just talking to a resident today who's, it's June, beginning of June when I'm recording this. So she's graduating um, in less than a month and wants to do a lot of obstetrics. And we were kind of talking about that, that nervousness that comes when you're on your own and when you're first starting practice. And I remember that. I remember not trusting that I'd be able to figure out, not trusting that I was interpreting the fetal heart rate strip properly. Um, And that was something that I had to work on and build over time. Other things we trust ourselves to do is we trust ourselves to do the basic things around our house to keep our house going. We trust ourselves in general to probably feed our children and not forget about them. Though interestingly, back when I was pregnant, I used to always have um, these dreams. In both of my pregnancies, I'd have these dreams that I totally forgot to feed the baby. And there'd be like this baby and I would keep in the dream be like, oh, right, I have to feed that. And then I'd go do something else. I'm like, oh, geez, I haven't fed the baby yet. But in real life, I was able to trust myself to actually feed my kids. And I still do. Um, so, and that's a no brainer. It doesn't take work to trust that. Uh, there's probably lots of other things like trust yourself to drive. You probably can trust yourself to drive in a lot of different conditions and you don't think about that. Uh, trusting yourself to be a good friend when friends need you might be something that you do without thinking. So here's a question. Do you trust yourself to lose weight? And I want you to think about that. Do you trust that you can lose the weight you want? And you know what? I think for a lot of people listening, the answer might be no, or I'm uncertain. And I think it's really important to recognize that if that's an issue. So if you, 
it, like, why do you trust yourself to lose weight? If, if your response was, yes, I trust myself, why do you trust yourself? What makes it so that you feel you can trust yourself? If your answer was, no, I don't trust myself, why don't you trust yourself? What makes you think that you can do amazing things in other areas of your life, but you can't do this, that you can't lose the weight that you decide you want to? What does your brain tell you when you ask yourself, why don't I trust myself? And I find this interesting in that when you look at it, when you break it down to just the plain logical things, weight loss and what you need to do to lose weight is actually pretty basic. The dis- it involves making decisions about food. But I would argue making decisions about food is easier than making decisions about medical therapy, which we do routinely all day long. Like at the actual core of them, which requires more skill, medical decisions definitely require more skill. And we trust ourselves to make those. And yet we struggle in trusting ourselves to make food decisions. And I think that's really an interesting thing to be aware of and to look at and ask yourself why. Be curious and be compassionate. I'm not saying it's wrong to not trust yourself, but I'm saying it is worthwhile to look into it and figure out what's going on and why you may or may not feel that sense of trust that you can figure out how to lose weight. Maybe we don't trust ourselves with weight loss because we've been taught that we have to find something external to help us lose weight, right? That we can't do it internally. It needs to be some diet plan that we just haven't discovered yet that can help us lose the weight. That might be one of the reasons that we've had a life of thinking that. So it's hard to trust that we actually would know it. Um, but, you know, why does making these food decisions consistently to the point that you lose weight, why does that feel so hard? And I remember back years ago, this was before kids, it was when I was training for a marathon and really hoped that that marathon was going to help me lose weight. And it did not. But um, I remember working with a personal trainer. And so I was exercising a lot. I was working out like strength stuff. Plus I was running a lot uh, for the marathon training and thinking And I think having a conversation with my personal trainer that if I want to lose weight, I really have to watch my eating. And man, my brain rebelled against that. This was before I'd done any of this, the coaching work and everything like that. But my brain really struggled. It really just wanted the exercise to do it. And I remember clearly that feeling of, I don't think I can do that or maybe I didn't want to do that is a possibility at that time. And that feeling of, like I did not have trust that I would be able to manage my eating. And and why is that? You know, I think there's a lot of different reasons. One is our brain always likes to look for past evidence. So at that point in my life, I didn't have any evidence that I could manage my eating. I had evidence I could follow a diet plan for a short period of time, but that I always went back to these other foods. Um, and so when I asked my brain, okay, I need to really watch what I eat to lose weight, my brain then looks to the past evidence and goes, yeah, no, you can't do that. I have no evidence that that'll actually work and put up a roadblock. 
And so that's, it's hard to trust yourself that you can do something when you've never done it before. Um, But that doesn't mean you can't do it. It just means you haven't done it before. Uh, So there are times and things we've done in our lives that we didn't have evidence that we could do, and yet we were able to do them. If, you know, a simple one is walking, right? Like an infant who starts to walk has no evidence that they can walk. They've never done it or anything like it before, and yet they're is some element of trust that they can do it because they keep trying and trying until they do. Um, There's things like driving a car. When you started driving a car, you had no evidence that you would be able to drive a car, and yet you had a level of trust that you would be able to do it. And maybe some of that trust came from people around you. Like maybe some of our ability to trust for things that we haven't done is us looking and seeing that there is evidence that other people have done it, And I can tell you for Wade, that exists too. Um, You know, there is evidence and there are definitely people, because I work with them, that are able to lose the weight they want and do it in a way that feels positive and doesn't involve a lot of willpower. And so even if you haven't experienced that yet, you can look to those people and trust that that's uh, a possibility for you, that you just haven't figured it out yet. I think the other thing that gets in our way of trust for our weight and our eating is our thoughts. So we have a set of thoughts about our capabilities. We have thoughts about how we approach food. We have limiting beliefs about what we can or can't do in our weight loss, what we can or can't do in our way of eating, what it would be like to say no to certain foods. We have thoughts about all of that, right? And a lot of those thoughts don't help us and they don't build trust in ourselves. A lot of those thoughts actually build the walls that make it hard to keep taking action and make it hard to keep going. So recognizing that some of that lack of trust might come from a set of beliefs that you have about yourself and what you can or can't eat. And if you examine those, you can actually decide that you don't want them anymore, that they're not helpful for you, they're not serving you, and you can let them go. And sometimes letting go of those limiting beliefs about what you can or can't do around food is really powerful. I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I've definitely had limiting beliefs. The whole Wendy's French fry thing that I've talked a lot about, I had huge limiting beliefs for years about that, that I would never be able to stop eating Wendy's French fries as soon as I got stressed. I have limiting beliefs about movie theater popcorn, that I had no ability to go to the movie theater without eating popcorn. Um, There's a lot of different limiting beliefs that I've had. And what I've found helpful is when I discover them, I get a little angry and I get a little indignant that really, like, is that true? Like I can go to medical school, I can deliver babies, I can do all the procedures I was trained to do when I was doing emergency medicine and I can't go to a movie theater and choose not to eat popcorn. And I find when I get a little indignant at my limiting beliefs, it actually makes it easier to change them because that sort of, competitive element of me that has gotten me this far in my life is like, no, you're not going to like tell me that about myself. I'll show you. And then I can, I can go do it and I can shift that belief pattern. So that might be something useful for you. I think the places where building trust with yourself in the weight loss journey uh, really matter and would really benefit you. The one is the getting back on track. So uh, when you feel like you've slipped up, Maybe you slipped up for one meal. Maybe you've slipped up for a day. Maybe you've slipped up for weeks. Doesn't matter. Having 
uh, trust and confidence with yourself that you can get back on track and that this does not mean you're going to regain all the weight that you've lost and it does not mean you're not going to be able to lose more. That's a really big thing. Uh, The second one is taking consistent action. So if you have trust in your ability to take consistent action towards a goal, no matter what's happening, that will get you towards your goal. If you don't trust that you can take that significant action, if you don't trust that you can actually take the steps, you're probably not going to and you're probably not going to get to your goal. Uh, The other one is doing what you say you will do. We are very good at doing what we say we will do for other people. We are really good at keeping our word for other people. We see patients when we say that we're going to see them. We get the kids stuff done that we say we're going to do. You know, we say yes to committee meetings that we say we're going to do. We're really good at saying yes and doing things for other people. We are not always so good at doing things that we say we're going to do for ourselves. We always end up with ourselves on the lower priority and that gets in our way of weight loss. So if you have a consistent pattern of telling yourself you're going to do things like I'm going to, you know, take care of myself by going for a walk every day. And then everything else in your life takes precedence over that walk so you don't get the walk. What your brain learns is I don't actually trust what you say. We don't do what we say we're going to do for ourselves. And that comes through with food too. If we say, yeah, I'm going to start eating healthy. And then later that day, there's something that presents itself in front of you and you end up eating that. Again, you're not building the trust of following through with what you say you're going to do for yourself. And I think it's really interesting looking at it from that perspective, because like I said, for sure, you follow through and do what you say you're going to do for other people. So why is it so hard for us to follow through and do what we say we're going to do for ourselves? Why don't we honor ourselves in the same way that we would honor that committee meeting that we feel we have to go to and may even give up family time in order to go to? Why is our walk or whatever other other self-care activity we are planning Why does that feel a lower priority that we can't take away from other activities in order to do? And I think that's a really good question to ask yourself and look at. Okay, let's talk about how to build more self-trust. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, yeah, you know what, Uh, might not be trusting myself all that well in this process, then let's work on building it. Let's work on getting better self-trust. The beauty is, You don't need anything to happen externally. You don't need somebody to tell you you're allowed to trust yourself. You don't need to lose weight before you can trust yourself. In fact, you should start trusting yourself before you lose the weight so that you can lose the weight more easily. All of this, whether or not you trust yourself, comes internally. It comes from your thoughts, not from anything outside. We want to think it comes from outside things. We want to think it comes from the circumstances, like what's the number on the scale and what was it last week? That's not the case. It comes from how we think about it. So the first thing is start doing what you tell yourself you're going to do. Now, this may seem like kind of a no brainer and you might be like, okay, but Siobhan, what about when things are busy and I haven't been able to do that in the past? Why would I be able to do it now? Here's the trick. If you struggle with this, if it's hard to follow through with what you say you're going to do, then you need to change what you're saying you're going to do. You need to start smaller and create those small goals that are easily attainable 
So you build the self-efficacy of like, okay, I can set a small goal and do it and I can follow through. And then you build something bigger. So if you've ever done training in brief action planning, there's a question you ask during that of what's your confidence that you're going to be able to do this. And generally, if the confidence level is 70% or less, you change the goal to make it more attainable. So if you're deciding I'm going to eat this way today, if you're pre-planning how you're going to eat for the day, and ask yourself, what's my confidence that I'll actually eat this and feel satisfied? If you're saying it's less than 70%, change what you're planning on eating. Things don't have to be perfect. They just have to be progression. So if you've been eating a whole lot of junk food and then you decide, okay, I'm going to get back on plan, I'm going to eat healthy, our brains generally go way to the other side of restriction and needs to be this perfect diet, but maybe it doesn't need to be. Maybe you only need to change it where you eat half the amount of junk food of what you've been eating. And maybe that would be an attainable plan. And if you set that plan, I'm going to eat half the amount of junk food that what I ate yesterday, that might be something that you do. And then what you do is you teach your brain that you're setting a plan and you're following through. You're doing what you say. So the trick is not trying to like beat your brain into doing bigger things right off the bat. The trick is changing what you're saying you're going to do to make it easier for you to follow through with and then you build momentum and then the next thing's easier to follow through with. Number two is recognize that trust comes from our thoughts. Trust is an emotion. Feelings always come from what we think. So even if you have no evidence that you could trust yourself, you can choose a thought that gives you some trust and you can build the trust that way. So when you need to get back on track, having a thought that I'll, I'll figure it out or I'll know how I, I know how to get back on track. Getting back on track can be simple. Something like that can give go a long way to giving you the trust, which then lets you take the actions that you need to do to get back on track. So your brain will want to tell you that you can't trust yourself because of external circumstances. Don't, don't let it refocus it and remind it it's your thoughts that create the trust or take the trust away. And all you have to do is find a thought that gives you a sense of more trust in yourself. I love, I'm just going to keep figuring it out. That thought took me a long way through my weight journey. And I still use it when like a, a little bit ago when I talked about pain in that episode, and I had started to have old eating habits come back because I was just in this pain cave and couldn't care, I then had to reach a point where I just recognized, okay, here I am, but I can figure this out. I'm going to just figure it out again and get back on track and trust that I had that ability and I had those skills. And then I did. And it didn't, it wasn't hard. It wasn't a lot of willpower because I chose the right thoughts. Number three is find evidence for how you can trust yourself. So our brains really like the negative and they like to think about all the things we may not have done perfectly. They like to focus on all the times we might not have said what we were going to or done what we said we were going to do. And it, so it's really easy to think, yeah, I can't trust myself in my eating. But you know what? If you look, there are times where you have done exactly what you said you could, you were going to do. There are times where you have followed your plan for your eating for a chunk of time. And the problem with our brains is it will totally ignore that and only focus on when you started eating off plan as the evidence. 
So you then have to go back and intentionally look for that evidence that you can do it and that you do trust yourself. And there are times where you follow through with what you do. So all this is, is just a redirection of your brain. When your brain says, yeah, I can't trust you because of this, you need to be like, yeah, but what about, what are the times where I have trusted myself? What are the times where I have followed through with what I said I was going to do? And maybe you need to make a list. If this is really hard for you, maybe you need to write it down and see how it goes. Come up with that list. So every time these thoughts come up, you can then look at it and uh, go back to it and review it and have them written there so that you can combat this piece of your brain that always has a tendency to look at the negative stuff. All right, I'm going to summarize for how to build trust with yourself. Number one, start doing what you tell yourself you're going to do. And if you can't do that, change what you're telling yourself you're going to do. Number two is recognize that trust comes from our thoughts, not from the external circumstances of our lives. And number three is intentionally find the evidence of the places where you can trust yourself in your weight loss journey. Think of all the times where you have followed through with what you said you're going to do. Because I guarantee there are those times your brain just might not be actually acknowledging them. It might be kind of wiping them off the whiteboard, even though they're still there. All right. So I would love to hear your thoughts on this and how you're going to work on building more self-trust. Send me an email, send your comments, your thoughts, how this is working for you to info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. I love hearing from people. I'll always respond back. Um, And if you are enjoying this podcast, make sure you click subscribe uh, so that you get all the new episodes as soon as they come out. And if you could share it with somebody who you think would also enjoy it, I would totally appreciate that. All right. Have a fantastic day, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.